Welcome to the Leader to Leader podcast. I'm your host, Susan Spears, with the Fredericksburg Regional Chamber of Commerce. I am excited to introduce you to our guest today. She is Pat Holland, the Executive Director for Healthy Generations Area Agency on Aging here in the Fredericksburg, Virginia region. Pat, welcome to the program. Thanks, Susan. I appreciate the offer. Yeah, it's so good to see you. Um, For such a long time, we couldn't be together in person. Um, I've known you here in our local community for a long time, and we were just chatting for a moment um, as I was getting ready to introduce you and discovered that you have a big anniversary coming up. Um, For our listeners, as I was talking to Pat, I said, as long as I've known you, and it's been a long time, I'm a from here, um, I've known you to be in the area agency kind of community and supporting our seniors and doing so many great things, but um, you have a big anniversary that'll be about the time that this airs, because on August 17th, it'll be 30 years since you were first hired. 30 years. Yeah. It yeah. goes by very, very fast. Yeah, and that's quite a journey. I've got some of it here in front of me, but I'd like you to share some of that with our listeners. So, And, and listeners, try to envision it um, th- 30 years, you know, because that's, that's really quite a milestone. So tell us about your leadership journey, Pat. Sure, sure. Um, you know, with the agency... In 1992, August 17th, I'll never forget the interview oh, with wow. Carol Davis, who was then the director. Yeah, um, It was uh, for indoor plumbing and rehabilitation program. Wow. one-year contract. One year has lasted 30 years. <laughs> and um, that program was very, very interesting because it actually brought people first-time indoor plumbing in our service area. Oh, wow. So there's your your first vision Mm. in uh, Mm -hmm. people not having indoor plumbing. Yes. Um, Constructing septic fields, bathrooms, kitchens, where people could actually have sanitary uh, Mm -hmm. places to to be healthy. Um, That lasted for quite a while. We did probably close to a million dollars worth of construction. And we're talking, you know, each job was around $25,000, $30,000. And um, all of a sudden, things change. Uh, That was a forgivable loan system. Um, And we decided that the program was not sustainable the way it had become. So um, thankfully... The director, Carol, wanted to keep me on, so I was able to switch over to assessing seniors in our community for our services. That was probably one of the greatest joys in my life was going out. I still remember the very first person that I was able to assess and provide, at that time, homemaker services to. Um, It's just a a wonderful feeling. So I have done uh, written grants and proposals for emergency home repair programs. Uh, We've administered those. We've administered fan care and senior cooling programs. Um, And then our standard core programs, which are the home-delivered meals for seniors that are homebound, Uh, the homemaker program that does light housekeeping to keep people safe and sanitary in their homes, um, which is a program that really, uh, it doesn't sound like an awful lot, but just to have someone to come in and do your laundry and, and go to the store and get grocery shopping. It keeps people independent in their own homes rather than having to move out to family homes or into a facility. Um, and we have a ton of other programs that uh, have I have administered and helped along the way. Um, you know, the agency is something that many people don't know about until there's a crisis. Yeah. 
So uh, the journey from indoor plumbing to being the executive director has been an incredible learning process. Um, and it's just a, it's a joy to be there. Uh, I'd like to say I'd like 30 more years, but I'd also like to say I'd like to retire at some point in time <laughs> and enjoy. I uh, understand. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, that, thanks for sharing all of that. And there's so much to touch on here. Um, but let's, let's also think for a minute. Now, it, you started with this, this plumbing role. Mm-hmm. Now, when you did that, was your background something that made, made you think, oh, I'm just going, this is a job here, and it, you're not necessarily attached to what the product is. In this case, it was helping folks who are aging. How do you go from that to, or, or did you have a passion already for seniors, or, or how did that work for you? I did not have a passion at that time. Yeah. I, was, I was in my, I guess, early 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, I came here from Connecticut to go to yeah. what I know as Mary Washington College and uh, graduated in 1985. From there, I started working in Stafford County in the planning department. Okay. My major in college was geology, so I've I've gone from rocks to people. And, I love it. Uh, it's been it's been a journey. Um, I worked for Stafford County for a few years in the yeah. planning department, and then I went to work for a private developer. Um, you okay. know, you're at this the point in your life where I think um, having a little extra money in your pocket and then learning that side of it uh, is something that's interesting to you when you're younger. Um, in 1992, I was laid off from that job. The recession hit. We were in a real bad building crisis. Um, so I had six months of unemployment, which was an, it was a wonderful opportunity mm-hmm. because I had the, the means to do that. Um, I applied for this plumbing job with the Agency on Aging because my background was working with builders, working right. in the planning right. department. So that was a natural progression, um, and it, it worked wonderfully for a number of years. But when you get into a, an agency where you're working with people, any type of people mm-hmm. in the general public, um, you just have to, you have to have something in you to do that and to continue to do that. Um, it's, it's either there or it's not, you know, because you can, if you don't have that personality, you're not going to go far out in a, in a nonprofit working with the public world. So it was, yeah. uh, it's been a, it's been a joy journey. Yeah, and that's a great way of putting it, a joy and a journey. You know, nonprofit work, it is a business. You know, we we have to stay in business. Mm -hmm. The Chamber's a 501c6, so, uh, you know, obviously we're a nonprofit as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But but if we don't run those like a business, we're out of business too. Well, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and so there's a lot of, um, there's a lot more that goes into it than just having the passion for what it is. You have to have that business sense, right? And that's something that um, along the the years I've learned, because that is not my background. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've really learned that uh, where all the programs come from, where the funding comes from, um, how to ask people for money, Mm -hmm. which is something that a lot of people don't like to do. Um, It it is, we learned today that uh, our vans, we always get uh, vans from the state. Yeah. were assisted with those funds. The cost of one of our vans has gone from sixty thousand to one hundred and thirty thousand dollars, and there's a lot of uh, things that make have made that happen. Um, but what that does to us is we have to provide a share of those funds. We don't uh-huh. get the vans uh-huh. for free, but we're we're highly assisted. And in order for us to pay a forty thousand dollar match. We have to do a lot of work, and we have to make a lot of decisions. And 
business is it is a business. It's a business of helping people, but you do you have to, as I say with our vans, you have to roll with it and you have to figure out how you you do that the best. Yeah, and, and over what period of time did that change from sixty to one thirty? It's been just this year. In in a year. Mm-hmm. In a year. Um are are y'all listening right out right. there? Um I know we know there's a thing called inflation and um, a really scary word that's hit hit our country right now again for the first time in a little while, a recession. Yeah. All that going on when all that's combining. Um, that That's more than double. Yeah. I mean, th- that's... Uh, yeah. And that's that's wow. for just, just one of our vans is what that would cost. We typically get two new vans a year. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we would have to yeah. come up with close to $100,000 in order to uh, rotate our vans and, and put our clients into new ones. It's going to be tough. We're going to have to make some decisions. Yeah, of course. Now, how many folks do you have um, in working there? So we have 40 employees. Yeah. There are 11 of us who are full-time, uh-huh. uh, and the rest are part-time van drivers. Um, they are cafe managers. Right. Um, they're in positions that make me look wonderful as a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, it is definitely not me. Um, you know, when you're, when, when you're a good leader, your folks respect you, and they really want to go the extra mile. And um, I'll put in a plug for myself, but I've also put in a plug for every single one of the employees at the yeah. agency. They're the ones that are out there with the public. They're the ones that are, are making our programs work, and they're incredible people. We also have another 20 positions um, that are with a training program. So we payroll about a little less than 60 people. Yeah, that's that's a big job. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, a lot going on there. So um, over the years, you really had to probably really hone your leadership skills through that time. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Maybe a few lessons learned along yeah. the way. A lot of uh, tongue biting, <laughs> lip yep. biting, uh, yep. and yeah, absolutely learning, uh, adjusting your tactics, uh-huh. um, learning other people, right? That's what it's all about yeah. is uh, managing other folks and helping them achieve their potential. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's so much about empowering others when they kind of own those positions, uh, whatever your position is, then then you know you're going to go go after it. And and then finding people, you know, particularly us in nonprofits, finding people who are also wed to that mission of what you do. Yes, because we all know that we're not going to be rich working for a nonprofit. Um, it's a a, a ri- richness in soul, I say. Um, mm, nice. You know. Everybody that works for us has that. They, they know that most of them have had careers, so they've been successful, and they've wanted to give back to the community, and they're the greatest. Uh, they, they, know, they know how to treat people already. They don't have to be taught that. That's um, a big one. It is. Especially, you know, I mean, you're, you're dealing with folks that really have a vulnerability. Yes. You know, um, they can be stubborn. Yes. Like, yeah. You, you know, I, I'm pretty darn smart. I've been on this earth. I'm, I'm you know, my, 90 my, years. my dad Absolutely. is 83. So I've got a little experience with <laughs> right. this right now. And I love you, daddy. I also know you're not listening because mm-hmm. it's a podcast. <laughs> but but maybe I can get him to listen because right. I do talk about him a lot. But, um, you know, he's a great he's a great example that I'm learning from as I, w- I watch, you know, some of those struggles of a, a strong, um, smart professional as he's dealing with some of those aging issues and how we as a family support him. So I, I definitely on a personal level and have always admired what you all do. Thanks. Um, but it, it takes a special person. And we, we learn a lot from our yeah. parents. Um, yeah. You know, my dad was uh, an assistant principal at the 
largest school high school okay. in the state of Connecticut. So we kind of have that background. We do. And um, you know, it's uh, you're in a helping position, and you have to learn to listen. Uh, a lot of us don't like to listen. We like to talk. And I swam with an older gentleman at the YMCA for years, and Norman always said, you don't learn anything from talking. Yeah, that's great, and isn't it? I do. Um, <laughs> a lot of times when I'm doing an evaluation for a new employee, I yeah. have to pull Norman out of my uh, back pocket and bring him up. And yeah. that really is um, uh, it's a skill to learn. And um, you, you do learn. We've learned from our parents. We've learned from our grandparents how to be yeah. good leaders. That's where I've gotten it from, I think. Um, just to, to be there and to lift people up is, is my my biggest joy in leadership. Sounds like you're doing a lot of things right. I hope so. <laughs> I, I hope so. I do, um, I do go to bed most nights feeling like I've accomplished something that's good for our community. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. That uh, sense of fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, you know, so mentioning those folks that have mattered to you, is there anyone in particular that you would say has been just a really strong mentor to you and, and what would you share about that? Oh, it would have to be Carol Davis, who okay. was my very first director, who mm -hmm. hired me. Um, Carol was the director for a long time, uh, from 92 till 2005 when she retired, uh, but, but before that. And Carol, Carol believed in her people, which is mm -hmm. a, a big thing, because if you don't believe in people, they know it, and they're not going to, um, there's no reason for them to be productive. So Carol taught us to uh, believe in ourselves, believe in each other. Mm, that's so um, great. Always do right and always do what's in the best interest of our clients. Um, and sometimes that means that you, although you have to follow rules, some rules have interpretations on, and can be bent. And it's all about providing what helps the people that we're serving in our community. Um, she was an incredible, incredible person that uh, it, it came down to trust, and that's a big, big thing. And she was extremely compassionate. She knew what other people went through. And, um, you know, we always say, you haven't walked in my shoes. Yeah. But that's, that's very true for everybody. And um, as a leader in, in this role, you have to sit back and listen to other people's shoes. Um, it's the only thing that really makes everything work. I love hearing you say that. Um, I've known you a long time. Um, I, we haven't been in like leadership Fredericksburg or anything like that together. Right. So we don't have some of that same vernacular, um, that we talk about in the program, mm -hmm. but you are referencing so many things in, in your own, in, in your pat words, right? right? And my pat um, words. And, and how right. you put it, but, um, uh, that's just great. And I love it. Um, but really what, what I'm hearing you talk about um, is really describing a great inspirational leader um, with Carol. Um, believed in her people. Right. So that's important. Mm -hmm. um, made them believe in themselves. Absolutely. Which is huge. And then you use the term compassionate. Um, they always say, you know, you, what you remember is how people made you feel. Correct. So I, I suspect you may be modeling some of those behaviors now with the people that are working for you. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's true? I do think that's true. Yeah. Um, very much so. Uh, where Life is a learning process. And you referenced your dad. Uh, we took care of my dad, uh, allowed yeah. him to be able to stay in his home until the end of his life. Uh, yeah. um, and I don't know how many times I've said it, but 
it's, you know, I, I started saying it in, in jest, but we work for the Agency on Aging, so we need to be compassionate. We need to yes. know how to treat each other. Yeah. Um, it's tough out there. It's tough when you're uh, a family, you're a person that's taking care of your elders, you're taking care of your youngers, um, and anybody in between. And it's it's not all fun and games, and it's not all I work 8 to 4.30. Right. We have had to learn how to adjust, um, how to let people know that they are valued even when um, they're doing a valuable job outside of their employment. You know, because mm-hmm. they, think, they think, well, I'm not doing anything, but that's so far from the truth. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it is... Uh, it, there's a lot of different things to, to put in there and compassion and just knowing where other people are. It's yeah. important. Yeah, just so so much to think about as as you continue to care for this segment, really, of our, our society. And it's changed since 92 also because, you know, I know you know these stats um, better than I do, but the lifespan, mm-hmm. even in that time, has grown right right oh absolutely um when i first started working for the agency in 92 a lot of folks uh well first of all all the pictures that we took were in black and white oh wow yeah we can go back there and there was no internet (laughs) no no internet (laughs) everybody wore a trench coat and uh you know so you you see the progression of seniors along the lines our, our clients yeah and um we can't be our our same agency on aging anymore because we yeah. are living longer we're much much more active yes so it's not about coming in and having lunch which is how the whole agency started years ago right right um, but it's about coming in having lunch socializing staying active uh learning new skills learning new um facts and just putting everything together because a 62 year old of today is very very different from the 62 yeah. year old of 1992. Yeah. So we have to grow. Uh, we can't stay stagnant. We have to grow. Um, and, you know, we're out there plugging the streets, pushing everything, and, and asking for help along the way when we need it. Uh, and this Amazing. has been a wonderful community. Amazing. So, yeah, yeah, we're glad you came here. Thanks. Yeah. Um, probably interesting story between coming from Connecticut to the, well, Mary Washington College. Right. You right. know. Uh, but glad that you picked it and then decided yeah. to stay. Yeah, me too. It's been you know? um, it's been a great journey. I've got yeah. a lot more, and and it's been these thirty years have been absolutely wonderful. Yeah. So so most recently I saw you. I believe it was at a chamber um, women's symposium, <laughs> right. and and um, that was just a, a delight because I think we had around a hundred women together that day, and we sure were used to all that before the pandemic. Right. And and. Just things have been so different. Um, what would you say in this time has been the, other than things like inflation and pricing, what's been the biggest um, maybe good thing and bad thing perhaps or or less less positive thing? So it it's funny. It, uh, the pandemic has been both wonderful and terrible yeah. for our seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, we grew tremendously, our oh. agency did. Wow. We were serving 48 clients in our region with home-delivered meals. Um, so those are meals that are sent out once a week to people who are homebound due to medical issues, frailty. Um, with COVID, we went to 871 clients. We had a 1,700% increase. 
So uh, we as a staff had to learn how to, to change the way we provided services. Um, we could not deliver all of those meals. We Good didn't Lord. have volunteers to do that. So we switched to a, a delivery company. Oh, wow. Um, and we, we, they were provided uh, 28 meals a month for a number of years. Um, we are now in the process of trying to get back to where we were, somewhat where we were. Um, we have to grow, like I've said before. Um, we've learned that, I have learned that seniors are resilient. Yes. Um, I've always said, well, our folks are a population that really isn't internet savvy. And I had to put a shoe in my mouth and I will never say that again. Um, our senior cafes for socialization uh, they closed down with COVID. Terrible, terrible thing because none of our clients could see each other. Right. And, you know, we know that face-to-face -face contact. Oh, of course. Extended isolation is similar to smoking 15 cigarettes a day, if you can picture that. Um, that's that's not a good health oh uh, my gosh. problem. <laughs> um, so what we had to do was figure out how do we keep our seniors together? And they pretty much jumped into it for us, they started their own telephone conference book clubs. Oh, I love it. Right? They had phone trees. They had conference calls just to chat amongst themselves. And all of the cafes started to do projects and activities and socializing by Zoom. And yeah. they continued yeah. all their activities. It wasn't face-to-face, -face, but at least they got to see each other. And we were sending out craft activities. Uh, we, everybody kept really, really busy. So we learned a lot. We, I, I learned never to say certain things. Um, and uh, we learned that our seniors are resilient. They are such a wonderful population. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. It's been a journey. Uh, that is something, though. 1,700. I, I'm just going to have to sit in that for a little bit because, <laughs> you know, we all have our, our stories, but you just knocked that one out. And I wrote this down, extended isolation is the same as 15 cigarettes a day. I hadn't Correct. heard that particular stat, and that's a good one to repeat right? Um, as, as we move forward. It makes it so much more uh, livable when you, you hear 15 cigarettes a day and how somebody, uh, and, and really doesn't matter what age, yeah. um, uh, but that's, that's the health detriment uh, caused by social isolation. That, that is tough. Well, I, I knew I'd learned some more than I, I knew when you came in here. So thank you for that. And thank you for all that you do. It's Thanks. just amazing. Uh, we're already, I, I knew we would be quickly, already ready to wind down. And I haven't even asked you yet, but so I'm going to. Like, what, what do you like to do for fun when you step away or take some time off? Oh, boy. What's I, your happy place, Matt? I, the garden. Oh, the, nice. The garden is my happy place. Yeah. Um, they... <laughs> All my friends, when uh, when I first started working for the agency, when I bought a house, um, they would say, well, you don't like people. You don't like to come out. Well, <laughs> I, I like to garden. And, yeah. you know, that's I'll, I'll come out. That's fine. That's not a problem. I enjoy being around people. But mm -hmm. sometimes uh, my quiet time, my rebuilding time you is need it. in the garden. 
Yeah. So we just uh, extended our deck, and we have oh, not. Lovely. Um, I don't think we've gone in the house for the last three weeks or so. I know uh, it's been hotter. Does it than have a cover? Anything. It does not. Oh. Uh, we got a um, a ten by ten umbrella, so we're okay. we can be protected. That's like your cover. Uh, we yeah. got a fan, yeah. and um, it's just you know to to be outside to, to sit out, yeah, to watch the birds. The goldfinches are there oh, now. Oh, I love the hummingbirds it. are chasing each other They're around. Adorable. So it really is. Uh, that's that's my safe spot that's where i like to go well and then i just have to know a little bit more about that garden Mm -hmm. so tell me your favorite things about that garden like that you that you what do you like to grow oh what's your specialty it went from zinnias i used to replant uh, zinnias every single year and um i would cut them every morning put them in a bucket and bring them to work yes and we would make bouquets for all of the clients the homemakers would take them out um I hurt my knee. I had a knee replacement, and I said, "You know, I got to change the way I garden just a little bit. I have to adjust." This figures, yeah. So, um, so what I did was put a, a perennial garden in that space. Oh, beautiful! And I have done coneflowers, all different kinds of coneflowers. Okay. Queen Anne's lace because my mom yeah. and my aunt loved Queen Anne's yeah. lace. Um, but I kind of made it a butterfly, bird, bee garden, oh, a pollinator garden. And so lovely. that's, that's what it's become. It's been a, it's in my mind, it's very successful and I love it. So oh, that's it. With well, the deck, I get to plant a whole nother section of the yard. So there you go. Always working. Yeah. So, so listeners, I hope you can envision this and you can picture her, Pat's own little paradise there. That's just, you know, her happy place it is my happy place so, as you think about that i hope you're thinking about what is your happy place and what do you need to do in in your life in your leadership journey to have that daily happy place that you also return to when you have more time off absolutely we yeah. all need that yeah we need to have fun yeah and charge it's those batteries absolutely yeah do you have a favorite quote or motto or anything you'd like to share you know, I think um, I've been thinking about this at work, and they've what my employees have come up with all sorts of different things. But um, you know, they they change along the way. Um, my yearbook quote is from Joe Walsh. Oh and, yes, which um, one is it? They say I'm crazy, but I have a good time. Life's been good to me so far. Good and, song. Uh, that was you know I was 18 years old, and I'm almost 60 now, and it's life's been good to me so far still. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that I always kind of go back to is the uh, very short motto of love wins. And uh, um, it's just if you keep that on the tip of your tongue, the, the top and bottom of your heart, um, you'll, you'll do good. You'll do good. Mm. So I'd have to say that's uh, the one I always fall back on. All right, Pat. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Susan, thank you for yeah. inviting me over here. It's uh, always yeah. nice to come out and tell people about, well, yourself. Everybody likes to do that a little bit, but more importantly about our agency and what we do. Yeah. Well, you guys are definitely a leader in our community. You you. are, as well as the Healthy Generations Area Agency on Aging here in the Fredericksburg, Virginia region. So um, helping a host of people as they go about their daily journeys in this life. And we're just so proud that you're part of the Fredericksburg Regional Chamber of Commerce. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And I'm your host, Susan Spears, with the Leader to Leader podcast. We are closing today with Pat's quote of love wins. Thank you for being with us.